Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast recapping the literal and figurative backstabbing activities in Mystic Falls, Virginia, 1864 through present day, or 2010. My name is Beth and I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host Claire and we're super pumped to bring you this crazy episode, season 2, episode 15, The Dinner Party. Oh shit, I've been hyping this episode really hard to Beth and I hope it delivered. It sure did. This one had all of the makings of a good um, Vampire Diaries episode. It had love, it had backstabbing, it had lies, a good um, journal reading session, Mm -hmm. flashbacks, it had everything. So many people got stabbed. I know. It was great. It was. (laughs) It was like every two seconds somebody was getting stabbed, you're like, ugh. And every time somebody wasn't getting stabbed, it was like... I wish somebody was getting stabbed right now. And then it literally started happening (laughs) as soon as you finished that thought. (laughs) I guess we had to warm up a little bit before the stabbing start because we go back to one of our favorite quote-unquote conventions of season one, which is opening with a diary voiceover. Oh, remember that trope? But it ain't Elena. It ain't even Stefan. It's Jonathan Gilbert, 1864. And just what we need. Although I personally like to believe the flashbacks in this episode were to 1865. Oh, yeah, you're right, because things had already been in motion. Yeah, it's a little bit of time had passed since the church burning party. But they can never mention a year in the 1800s aside from 1864, so we don't know what year it is for yes, sure. We can only speculate. Mm-hmm. So Elena is still at the lake house on her romantic getaway with Stefan, and they're fighting because of her suicide mission. So she's just sitting alone reading Jonathan Gilbert's diary, and we hear his voice going over some flashbacks to, like, a wonderful family dinner at the Gilbert homestead, 1865. But not all is as tranquil as it seems. No, they're enjoying this great dinner. Jonathan Gilbert, his wife, whatever, and his son. Honoria. Oh. <laughs> AKA gonorrhea. Oh my god, thank you. I was about to be like, wait, honorias and gonorrhea? <laughs> yeah, so they're having dinner, and then they hear some sort of rustle outside, and they immediately know it's a vampire. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, um, Thomas Gilbert, who we've never heard of before. No. He suspects something's up, but Jonathan Gilbert's like, hey, we killed all the vampires. Don't even worry about it. It's probably just a fucking raccoon. He's like, don't worry. All of them burned in the church. You're wrong, Jonathan Gilbert. (laughs) So Thomas is like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to check it out. So then he goes outside and Jonathan Gilbert follows him. And pretty soon Thomas just disappears for a hot second. But before he does, Jonathan Gilbert does some showboating like, hey, kid, don't be scared. I can prove there are no vampires left. And he whips out the goddamn compass, which we haven't seen in quite some time. And he's like, see? Nothing. And of course it immediately starts going crazy. I almost said twerking. (laughs) It was. It was was kind of twerking. If a compass could twerk, that's what it would look like. I was watching Pocahontas last night and this, like, there's the whole thing where she has the dream about the spinning arrow, and it turns out it's John Smith's compass, and then it spins and points her in the direction of where to find him and save him at the end. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, did she, like, leave that compass to her descendants, the Gilberts? Probably. It's been passed down for many more generations. So, 1864, my ass. The Gilberts are the descendants of Pocahontas. You heard it here first. <laughs> For evidence, this animated movie (laughs) from the 1990s. 
Anyway, I digress. I was just really excited to share that I watched Pocahontas last night because it was great. And I belted up the songs at the top of my lungs and my neighbors probably hated me. Good. But they can die. They can. They're the worst. And you have a beautiful singing voice. Oh. You do, especially when it comes to Pocahontas. (laughs) It just made me want to do karaoke. Anyway. Vampires. Yes. It points, it starts going crazy, and he's like, where's the vampire? Where is it? Where is it? And then that's when Thomas gets, like, scooped up into the ether. Right. Yeah. So he's gone for maybe, like, two seconds, and then he drops down to the ground um, his dead, lifeless body that has been drained of blood. Yep. Bye, Thomas. We hardly knew ye. (laughs) I hope you at least got $80 for that day of shooting on the Vampire Diaries. Oh, my God. There was a character named Thomas in Pocahontas, voiced by Christian Bale. Sorry, I'm going to stop talking about Pocahontas. It was Christian Bale? Yeah. Oh, Oh, and he totally had a boner for John Smith. Anyway, that's for a whole different podcast called Claire's Gay Theories. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) No, keep going. So Jonathan's like, fuck, there goes my bloodline. And I start wondering where did the later Gilberts come from? Because I'm assuming Thomas was their kid, although he looked about the same age as Jonathan. So maybe it was like his nephew or something. Yeah, I don't know. There must be other branches of the family or something. Yeah, and he talked to the woman in like a motherly way. I thought it was his wife. I thought he was just cougar bait. No, I mean... Thomas talked to the woman. Oh, okay. Gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, gonorrhea Gil- gonorrhea <laughs> Gilbert. That's what they're going to start calling Jeremy at school. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. So gonorrhea comes running out of the house as soon as she hears all the commotion outside. And Jonathan Gilbert is like, no, get inside. But before she can make it back through the door, another vampire, or the same one actually, a vampire attacks her too, and she falls. And then we see this vampire turning around. At the same time, we hear the diary voiceover going, and I know the vampire who killed me, Stefan Salvatore. (laughs) Oh my god, so we see Stefan all face bonery and mad with his fluffy hair and his bloody face. It was the whole thing. And Stefan's face boners and all the flashbacks in this episode, in which, spoiler alert, he's just like a bloodthirsty beast. It's like when you take a Viagra and you had to go to the hospital because your erection lasted more than four hours. Like, he's at that level of face boner. Oh, yeah. It's like eight hours. <laughs> he's looking rough. <laughs> he is. And he's doing the thing that he doesn't wipe the blood off of his chin, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, that is my vampire pet peeve. My he's VPP. a sloppy eater. Yeah. Chew with your mouth closed, Stefan. I promise not to say VPP again. <laughs> So, R.I.P. many Gilberts, but okay, so it's implied that Jonathan Gilbert became a vampire at this point. Yeah, because she's reading his diary and he says that Stefan killed him. So unless he's writing us from heaven or hell. Hell. (laughs) Hell, definitely, yeah. But they don't really make it clearer. Like, it kind of comes up later in the episode, but Stefan's like, I don't know. And I honestly (laughs) don't remember if they ever resolved this. That's so annoying. I know. So anyway, that's when we get the title card. Uh, Stefan has eaten Jonathan Gilbert, and Elena has just read about it. And guess what? It's another thing Stefan never told her that's highly relevant to her family. Extremely relevant. Like, he pretends like he just happened across Elena without knowing who she is or what she's about. Kind of. 
It's like, you ate my great-great-great-granddad, and then you had the nerve to wear my great-great-granddad's sexy jacket last week. (laughs) Have you no boundaries, Stefan? So I don't understand the Gilbert family lineage. It doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Uh, This is going to come up later that Elena's like, how many fucking times has Stefan kept something for me and I keep forgiving him? But we'll get there. Yeah, we will. First, we get another wound-hiding scarf from Andy Starr. (laughs) And again, she has much better uh, better scarf game than Caroline. Sorry, Caroline. Who wasn't in this episode, was she? No, she wasn't. Now that... sad. It was sad. I missed her. We got a lot of Bonnie and what's-his-face. Jeremy. Ugh. So this one is like a semi-sheer like white scarf with black flower pattern. It was cute. Oh, I don't remember it, but I I think I like it from the (laughs) recap. So she is hanging out with Damon and I think Alaric's there. Probably. He's always hanging around. He is. He's always blown up sloppy seconds. Yeah, he's always blown up Damon's spot. So I think is it that Damon gives Stefan a little ring at this point? On the phone? On the telly? In his cell? Oh, yeah. He's talking to him about how he wants to kill Elijah now that, like, he can't get any more info out of him. And he's still feeling sad about Elijah, like, beating him up. Right. And he also tells Stefan that Sheriff Forbes told him (laughs) that Tyler ran away from home. So we're we're able to wrap up that storyline because Sheriff Forbes is on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess when Mayor Carol Lockwood got the goodbye note from Tyler, she went to the sheriff and was like, my fucking family. Yeah, Carol Lockwood is a lone wolf now. Oh! Hey. She doesn't have the gene, unless it was an incestuous marriage. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that's like one throwaway mention of Tyler, and this thing has that has been dominated the last several episodes is yeah. just now totally in the past. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> no more werewolves to worry about. Time to move on to bigger game, Elijah. And Stefan's like, well, don't be rash. Like, be careful. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm planning things out. So he lets Stefan know about the plan. Stefan hangs up and, like, looks shifty so we know he's not going to tell Elena. Yeah, he's keeping secrets. Then we check in on our favorite aunt, Aunt Jenna, who's going through a nice walk through the wilderness with none other than Elijah. Elijah Smith? Yes. (laughs) I was like, who's Elijah Smith? Yes, that very Elijah. Um, So they're having a chat about the historical um, areas of Mystic Falls, Virginia, and Elijah's just, like, blowing up the founder spots here. He's mm-hmm. like, listen, the founding families didn't actually found anything. Um, there was a mass migration from Salem and Aunt Jenna's, like, Massachusetts. I think Aunt Jenna. <laughs> from Salem uh, down to Mystic Falls, Virginia, and they had a colony there. So Elijah's pretty much saying that the founding families suck. They're bullshit. Yeah, they are bullshit. And Aunt Jenna's like, wow, I bet it was a bunch of men who said that they were the founding families. And I was like, yes, Aunt Jenna, you get it. it. Tell it. You're the only real woman on this show. And she says men can be really territorial. And Elijah's like, didoy, because who's coming up to meet them but Alaric? Yeah. So now he's blowing up Aunt Jenna's spot. 
Yeah, Alaricus jelly because Aunt Jenna is speaking to a male who is not him. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Alaric. He has no chill. He's so jealous of Andy. He's so jealous of any man who talks to Aunt Jenna. Like, Yeah, he like really took a turn in this episode. Yeah, I was not fond. Uh, so Elijah is just like totally calm once again through all of this. And he has like two amazing lines within 30 seconds that make me love him even more. So one of them is like a serious thing. He says, some say the descendants of the slaves are the true keepers of American history. I was like, you tell them, make it explicit that the Bennetts and like their whole circle were the original founders of Mystic Falls. It wasn't this white bullshit. So the Bennetts don't get invited to any of the founders events. They're not considered a founding family, but they were fucking here first. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then... And Jenna kind of wanders away, and Alaric is like, what's your deal? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Elijah says, don't worry, Alaric. I rarely pursue younger women. You burn Alaric. And Alara makes this, Alara, oh my god, Alaric makes this, like, concerned face. And Elijah just comes back at him. He's like, God, it's a joke. Lighten up, Alaric. <laughs> and it was so good because Elijah has literally never joked in the show so far. Or maybe he's always joking and you just can't tell because he's so deadpan. Oh, kind of yeah. Like he's Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something. Yeah, I don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, my God. I tried to watch it and I didn't like it at the very beginning. Oh, no. It's so good. You need to give it I know. another time. Everyone I know that likes the same things as me tells me this about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So... Maybe I'll do that in February. And then get back to me with how hilarious my Captain Holt comparison was. Okay, well, sorry. I let that one go to the wind. (laughs) I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, Don't at me. So another thing I really liked about Elijah's line about younger women, well, many things I liked about it. One is that it's kind of shade on the Salvatores for going after teenage girls when they're like 150 years old plus. And also I'm like... Elijah's an original vampire. There are literally no women (laughs) who aren't younger than him. Oh, good point. So I'm like, is this him coming out? Like, he only pursues younger men? Oh, maybe. That's my gay logic. I like it. Is that your, like, hashtag? Hashtag hashtag my my gay gay logic. (laughs) So, yes, I enjoyed Elijah (laughs) greatly in this scene. Way to go, my boyfriend yeah elijah was just killing it and he leaves that scene on a high note for sure (laughs) and then we go over to the only restaurant in town mystic grill and bonnie's there sitting at the table thinking and eating some chicken tenders or some shit (laughs) and jeremy walks up and he's like hey hey bonnie how are you doing and then she said, good, um, you know, just thinking about last night. And Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, me too. And Bonnie comes back with the best line of the episode. Yes. And she's like, yeah, that spell was just really hard. <laughs> so it's so good because Jeremy's like talking about the fact that they passionately embraced and made out and it was so gross. Um, but Bonnie's just thinking about how hard the spell was. She like didn't even think about the making out, which amen, girl. Jeremy was thinking about how hard his boner was, while Bonnie was thinking about how hard the spell was. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, burnt gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. <laughs> I keep saying gonorrhea. That's like the It's like fairy. a ballerina with gonorrhea. Yeah, it's the fairy who gives you gonorrhea. <laughs> so this, like, awkward moment, Bonnie's like, 
doesn't notice at all that Jeremy's making confused and hurt faces. And she's just like, I just, I need to like do some practice and get my strength back, whatever. And Jeremy's like, oh, well, you could come over later and we could practice together. Ugh, it was so gross. Because you know he wasn't talking just about spells. No, he was not. Nope. And then the mood is killed once again when Luca comes up and is like, what the fuck did you do to me yesterday? Right. You rapist. (laughs) And Bonnie is, oh, she pisses me off so much. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We just had some coffee and then you left. He's like, bitch, I woke up in a bathroom with no memory. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, one second I was playing pool, next minute I wake up in a bathroom stall with you and Jeremy. She's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It was cold. And I'm really mad at Bonnie about this for, like, what she did in the first place. And now that she's just, like, acting like her shit doesn't stink. Yeah, she's gaslighting Luca. Ugh. So Luca's like, listen, I think you're lying. And then fucking Jeremy needs to get involved. And he's like, well, I think you need to back off. And he, like... Runs up to Luca and starts, like, trying to get into his face a little bit. Luca could take him easy. I know. I don't even know why Luca left, but he did. Well, because Bonnie was probably about to roofie him again. Right, yeah. He did for his own safety. There you go. Yeah, keep well clear of Bonnie. She can't be trusted for anything right now. <laughs> True. Girl has made some bad decisions. Yeah. Speaking of bad decisions, <laughs> um, Elena is still with Stefan at the cabin slash lake house. Yep. And they've begun their latest argument um, over a difference of opinion. <laughs> yeah, Elena's like, why are you mad? Like, we don't, we're not going to agree on everything. Like, I don't really care for Bob Dylan. And you listed him <laughs> as one of your faves in the episode where you talked about Mutzarell. <laughs> and Stefan's just like, excuse me. This is more than a difference of opinion. That is the understatement of the century. Right. And Elena comes back with, well, you would know. Oh! Oh, you burnt, Stefan. Not great to point out that your boyfriend is over 100 years older than you, but that was a good burn. It was. You gotta take him where you can get him when yeah. you're Elena. We usually don't get that good from Elena. She's no. not really bright enough for the burns most of the time. Yeah, they pass her by. Yeah. But she's mad at Stefan right now, so she gets to be sassy. She does. And what they're really arguing about is whether or not it's okay that she's sacrificing her life to Klaus. Yeah. And she's like, listen, Stefan, I think it's fine. You don't. It's just a difference of opinion. It's like, uh, okay, Elena, no, not really. Even though I think that you're fine in thinking this, it's still a little much. Yeah. But she's like, it's my life. And he's like, yes, it is. And I shall preserve it at all costs. But then she's also like, oh, BTW, I've been reading this journal, and what about that time you ate my great-great-great-grandfather? Yeah, and Stefan was like, oh, yes, um, listen, I would like you to hear this story from me. (laughs) He literally says that. He would never have told her if she hadn't read it in the journal, obviously. No, like, when was he going to tell her this? They've been dating for anywhere between three months and five years now. (laughs) There's yep. been plenty of time to talk about his vampire turning and how many Gilberts um, this Salvatore family has killed or tried to kill. Yeah. It was fucked up. 
But luckily we get some flashbacks now because Stefan's like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to tell you everything. And I'm sure he won't leave anything out this time. Of Uh, course not. So it's like a shocking twist because we flashback to what we suspect is 1865. And you think we're going to get some information about like, oh, how is Jonathan Gilbert able to write a diary after you ate him? But no, they just ignore that. And we see (laughs) Stefan at the Salvatore mansion or what manor that hasn't been torn down yet. And he has all these 1865 equivalents of co-ed sorority girls. And one of them's playing the piano. The other ones are like half undressed and bleeding. And he's just suckling on all of them. And they're all compelled to like, kill me next, kill me next. Uh, yeah. And it's basically like Damon and his sorority girls. And it's like, whoa, switcheroo much? Yeah, it was the exact same scene. I thought that, I thought that too. It could even have been the same actresses. Who the hell knows? Wow, we should go back and check. <laughs> it probably wasn't. No, I know. <laughs> but that would have been cool. So then Damon comes and he's like, brother, what are you doing? You will be found out. And it's like, what am I watching here? Yeah. Role reversal. And Stefan's like, what? Like, nobody will notice. It's war. And Damon really takes the high road here. So he's kind of like, we can't do this. So... Stefan, like, tries to pass Damon one of the girls for him to attack and sexually assault. And Damon looks her in the eye and compels her. And he's like, leave this place and never think of it again. And he does it to another girl, too. So they run out. And then Stefan and Damon are left looking at each other. Yeah. And Damon's just like, if we we shouldn't be here, the founding families will kill us. We need to, you know, keep a low profile, blah, blah, blah. And Stefan's like, fuck that. I like blood. Yeah, Damon is like, well, fuck this. I'm leaving town. But he says it in a very gentle way because this is before Damon was bad. And yeah. he's very, like, bashful and soft-spoken and concerned. And he has silly hair. And he does have very silly hair. <laughs> oh, and then Stefan gets all, like, junky on him. He's like, I know that you want, that you hate me and blah, 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 blah. But you shouldn't leave, man. You can stay. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's just like, no, thank you. And I think, is it Stefan that says, listen, Damon, turning off the guilt is the only way that we're going to be able to survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty insightful because so far in the series, we haven't had this many glimpses of Stefan acting like this. Like we've heard stories of it and we've seen it a Mm -hmm. tiny bit, like when he got a little too ferocious on the (laughs) blood earlier maybe it was late last season but yeah definitely a role reversal and we have (laughs) elena telling us this she's like wow you sound just like damon yeah she literally says it sounds like you were damon (laughs) i'm like first of all like show don't tell and you already showed (laughs) and also that's such a weird way of putting it like you were damon not you were like damon but you were him yeah that's elena speaks words like a human well, she's got to break it down for the viewers. Like, yeah. the Vampire Diaries does not respect the viewers in terms of picking up on what themes they're putting down. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> I think people in this episode say no more lies like eight times. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think we then go back to the grill where Andy, Damon, and Alaric are 
having an awkward lunch together. It is an awkward lunch. It's so weird. Alaric's such a third wheel, and Dame is just openly talking about the, like, Elijah shit, and Alaric's like, should we maybe not talk about this in front of, you know? <laughs> and it's like, she knows you're talking about her. Yeah, so subtle, Alaric. Thank you. But Damon's like, don't worry. She's compelled. She can't do anything. And she's like, yes, I am. Yeah, she's like, I'll keep all your secrets. Ugh, it's so disgusting. Yeah, it's not cute. And even less cute is that uh, Alaric gets another chance to be a douchebag because Aunt Jenna comes in with Elijah. And he's like, oh, well, as fun as this has been, I got to go grade some papers. Yeah, you don't just peace out when your serious long-term girlfriend walks into a restaurant. Like, yeah. And also, last time he said he was grading papers, he was dead. This time, he's probably just going to go drink alone at home instead. Yeah. He never is grading papers. Nobody has ever written a paper for his class except Jeremy Gilbert's uh, <laughs> yeah, Vampire Extra Credit, credit Essay. Also, there's no school. So, <laughs> yeah. right? There's no school. None of these bastards are in school ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's... I was going to say spring break, but Elena was, like, wrapped in blankets at the lake house, so who the hell knows? I know. Um, so, yeah, Alaric pieces out, and Andy just, like, randomly out of nowhere is like, Elijah, great to meet you. We should have a dinner party. Yeah. Do you think that Damon compelled her to do that? Probably. Okay. I wasn't sure, because I feel like it could go either way, because she's a little loopy. Yeah. Um, but Well, I think, like, Damon was talking about how he was going to make a real plan this time, so I felt like that was probably part of it. Oh, right. So maybe I needed Elena to bluntly explain <laughs> to me the plot points of what <laughs> were happening here. Oh, man. So Damon really does have, like, quite a multi-tiered plan, because the next thing he does is go to the tomb and we get this big close-up of Catherine's face, and we haven't seen her in a while. I know, and she's that looking... lady was so gray. Yeah, she's her not face. looking cute. Her hair still looks perfect, yeah. but her face is all, like, gray and distorted, and she's very hungry and can't really move. Yeah, it was, like, puffy and also full of wrinkles and lines. Yeah. It was it was shocking, because I thought that we would see Catherine and she would look just fine. <laughs> She hasn't had blood in, like, two weeks, maybe. Yeah. It works fast. <laughs> so Damon is there, and he bought, brought her a water bottle full of blood, and he starts feeding it to her, and she goes back to hot in, like, 0.3 seconds. Yeah. Like, it's, like, whoop, mm-hmm. looking good again. And he also brought her some clothes from JCPenney's that he, like, <laughs> hung up on a rock. Yeah. He, yeah, they were on a hanger. What did he hang them off of? <laughs> That's what I was, like, laughing about when he did it. It was like, you're in a cave. There's, like, no closets here. I was really happy for her, though, because she's been wearing that skimpy mini dress for God knows how long, and it probably smells like urine. Yeah. She could use some fresh clothes, even if she's filthy. Very true. So Damon comes in, and he's all like, listen up. I have some questions to ask you. Uh, Your BFF, John, is back. I know. And Catherine is like, oh, really? (laughs) and then other things happen then uh they get to talking like what's his plan what's the deal he gave me or he says that he knows how to kill an original and you probably know more and she's pretending she doesn't know but then damon's like not even with a dagger and white oak ash oh yeah she's like shit and she starts kind of freaking out she's like listen you can't kill elijah you gotta get him to let me out of the tomb first because if he dies without letting me out, then I'll be trapped forever because he compelled her. 
and Damon's like, oh, what a shame. I don't care. Yeah. Catherine's flipping out. She's like, don't you dare kill Elijah. Like, if you help me get out, I will help you kill Klaus, Elijah, protect Elena, whatever the fuck you want, but I can't stay in this goddamn tomb forever. And Damon, of course, is like, what? I don't care. So he leaves, and she's flipping out, but at least she has some new clothes. Yeah. She can make a life for herself in that tomb. <laughs> she can. The only thing she's missing now is a top hat. She Yeah, she needs a top hat and a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think as Damon's leaving, he's like, listen, well, I got what I came here for. You have, in fact, confirmed that I can kill an original. I wasn't so sure before, um, but now I know, and I'm going to do it tonight. Bye-bye. Oh, shit. So he's really feeling... Uh, pretty good like killing two birds with one stone killing elijah and sticking it to Catherine. right and then i think we go back to stefan telling his life story yeah he's reminiscing all over the place yeah they're like showing him at a civil war hospital like <laughs> draining wounded soldiers ah and he has this voice over where he's like well everything was hunt pray kill it's like, is that the sequel to Eat, Pray, Love? <laughs> like the gross version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking, like, we all know that I don't know that much about vampires, but I feel like eating wounded people isn't a good idea. It's like eating roadkill, kind of. Yeah. You know, it just seems doesn't like... It seem very hygienic. Exactly. I guess vampires can't really get sick, but it probably doesn't taste very good. Like, sick blood. Yeah. Oh. That scene grossed me out, to be honest. But it was, you know, easy pickings, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly there's this lady in, like, this dramatic cloak with a hood <laughs> kind of wandering around, and she wanders off into the woods, and Stefan's like, ooh, some fresh meat. So he, like, vamps out at her and, like, leaps Spider-Man-like into her path. But then she face boners at him and tackles him, and who is it? It's Alexia Bronson, a.k.a. Lexi. Lexi! We missed you, girl, even though you're dead. We missed you. And she was like, bad idea. Yeah. What kind of idiot are you? And Stefan is very taken aback. Yeah. And so this is their first meeting, and he explains to Elena that he invited her back to his place for the night. And she kind of raises her eyebrow, like, we see them in the lake house for a second, and Elena's like, you invited her back to your place. Yeah. <laughs> they go in, and strewn all over the living room is, like, blood stains and, like, a corpse or two. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I meant to dispose of these before I left. Yeah, sorry I didn't clean up. Yeah, it's like a murder scene. And Lexi's like, oh, you're a ripper, aren't you? And this is the first of what will be many times that Stefan is referred to as a ripper. Oh, okay. Which is a term I had only heard before in another vampire show, Buffy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giles, who is the librarian at the high school who is like Buffy's vampire slaying sensei. He's like also this nerdy British guy, but he has a dark past where he was like into weird rebellious magic. Oh. And his nickname was Ripper. Oh, wow. But it was British, so it was Ripper. Ripper. So yeah, not exactly the same thing. He wasn't a murderous vampire. He was just into like weird magic rituals. But 
Stefan was a ripper in that he liked to like rip people's veins out of their necks and shit. Yeah. So Lexi is like, listen, we're going to have to change this. Um, so it seems like she's starting to be a good influence on Stefan already. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she even bothers with him. If I was Lexi, I'd just be like, I'm going to stake you for the good of mankind. I know. And then like <laughs> the scene was funny too, because Stefan was like, Lexi came to Mystic Falls because she heard it was a good place for vampires. <laughs> and she literally arrived after all of the vampires <laughs> were burned in the church. It was like kind of good timing, but also not the best place for you lady. News didn't travel very quickly back in 1864. Right, especially with, like, underground groups like vampires. Yeah, so she didn't get the memo, and she turned up late for the party. And I think we go to the Salvatore boarding house where they're getting ready for the dinner party. And, of course, Andy and Aunt Jenna are the ones, like, setting up the table. Yes, and Andy's just, like, being super nosy and chatty. She's like... Hey, Jenna, so how are things with you and Alaric? I noticed things seemed a little stressed earlier at the grill. You know, trust is the key to any relationship. Like, she just, like, goes off. And Aunt Jenna is like, oh, um, yeah, so, you know, I really like Alaric. Well, more than like, but John has just said some things that have gotten in my head. So who knows what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So they're having girl talk. Yeah. And Andy says something ridiculous like, I'm so grateful that Damon tells me everything. Oh, yeah. Please. And like, well, Damon kind of does tell her everything, but not like on purpose. He just lets her be around for important conversations because he has her hypnotized. Yeah. Not the same. I mean, is it better or worse than Stefan just withholding all information from Elena? Slightly worse because she's compelled, but... It's two sides of the same coin, as they say. Indeed. Ugh, I didn't think of it like that. Because Elena didn't explain it to me. (laughs) These brothers are real prizes. I would love to date either of them. (laughs) I would love to date both of them at the same time. Okay, Catherine. (laughs) So, um... In the other room, Alaric and Damon are talking, and Alaric's like, listen... You can't do anything tonight. Like, you better not be planning anything or have any stupid plans. And Damon's like, there's no such thing as a stupid plan. Only poorly executed awesome ones. Yeah. Like, so every plan of yours. And Alaric's like, listen, Jen is here. This is not a time for sneak attacks. Blah, blah, blah. And then Damon's like, don't worry. This is just a fact-finding mission. Like, you don't have to worry about anything going down. Lies. Yeah, so then Andy comes in, and she's like, Jenna needs help with the wine. And Claire says, no, she doesn't. And I was like, yeah, that's some bullshit. (laughs) First of all, Jenna knows her wine. And second of all, she doesn't want to let anybody else help her drink it, I'm sure. Right, especially when she's dealing with all of Alaric's bullshit lately. Yeah. So it's quite the flimsy ruse. Uh, Andy has a great moment at some point in here where she's like, I like that a lot. Or like Damon says he's going to kill Elijah and she's like, oh, that's a shame. I like him. He has this very old school alluring way about him. Yes. I think she calls him classy too. Yeah. It was a great moment. I'm like, you're right. And way to like, just say that to Damon. That's amazing. (laughs) It was good. I enjoyed Andy in that scene. I enjoyed her again because Damon's like, listen, after dinner, the men, you'll invite the men to enjoy their drinks here in the study and the women will take their coffee into the kitchen. And she's like, I don't know. I think that's a little too sexist for me. (laughs) Girl's on fire in this scene. Yeah. But then he immediately tells her to shut up. Uh, I know. And then she stops talking. Because she's compelled. Womp womp. Ugh. 
Then Amen. something even worse happens. Yep. Is that everybody's like on their way over to the dining room or whatever, and they answer the door, and it's fucking Uncle Father John. Mm-hmm. Nobody invited you, man, and they just let him in. What, like? If you have someone who's your mortal enemy and also uninvited to every home in Mystic Falls, like, you don't have to let him come in and be with you. No, just throw him out on his ass. He doesn't even have a ring. Just fucking kill him. He's very vulnerable right now, and everyone is not taking advantage of that situation. Terrible. So he's there, and he also goes in kind of on the, Aunt Jenna is here, you can't do anything... And Damon's like, I'm not going to do anything. Why are you looking at me? And Alara believes Damon. So he's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do anything. Yeah. Womp womp. Sorry, Alaric. Then we go to an even worse storyline. Ugh. So we remember last week seeing where Bonnie and Jeremy were making out. And now they're back at Jeremy's place. Um... And he's prepared an evening. Yeah. Oh, side note. We ran a poll on Twitter about what their couple name should be. Oh, what are the results? So nobody voted for Johnny. Johnny was not a popular option. Too simple. I agree, viewers. We got a couple of votes for Birami, <laughs> which I think is actually the official like fandom oh, ship okay. name for them. But uh, there was one vote from... Uh, our good friend Lindsay for Gillet. <laughs> that is really good. But the winner was Ben Burt. Ben Burt. I like it. So they're officially Ben Burt. Okay. So. Ben Burt is having a candle party. Yeah. And like Jeremy has set up like a fancy date. He's ordered Chinese food and put, like, three egg rolls on a plate, and he's, like... He may as well have put, like, rose petals leading up to the bed or something. Yeah, and she's, like, oh, oh, God, is this a date? And she's, like, and he's, like, well, yeah, you know, the other night, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of cuffs him off, and she's, like, listen, before this goes any farther, I just need to make sure Elaine is cool with this. And Jeremy gets all, like, sensitive. He's, like... Oh, I didn't know that my sister had to give approval for who I date. And then Bonnie's like, listen, Elena's my best friend and I tell her everything. So I need to make sure that she's cool with this. We can like hang out and work on spells for tonight. (laughs) Good choice, Bonnie. Yeah, she actually is reasonable in this scene, which is a nice change of pace. And Jeremy's just like, oh, yeah, totally. Let's just do spells. I'm satisfied with that. And... I think we leave them to their disgusting spell work and see Elijah arriving at the party, having a great time. And before he comes in the house, he's like, so listen, Damon, let's just get something straight before I come in. If you have any nefarious intentions tonight, the moment I see even a hint of it, I'm going to kill you and everybody in this house. I don't care what deal I made with Elena. Book off damn he just lays it out and damon's like i don't know what you're talking about this is a friendly dinner party amongst friends yeah so i feel like elijah could kind of read damon like a book yeah but he kind of plays along with the ruse for a while and they get to talking at the dinner table about elijah's historical research because he has this whole like fake story about being a writer writing a historical work about mystic falls and somebody asks him like what specifically he wants to see and he's like oh well 
there was a settlement of witches who left Salem during the witch trials. And Andy's like, we don't know there are real witches. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, she like totally interrupted. It was very weird. There's no proof there were witches. <laughs> Is she like being a hard hitting journalist here? Like it was yeah. just so awkward. I don't understand why. <laughs> but uh, Elijah's like, so yeah, they fled, but then some people in a neighboring settlement got suspicious of them and thought they were witches. So they like lashed them all onto poles in like a big field and set them on fire and killed them all. Yeah, it escalated quite quickly. And I want to know where that happens for book writing reasons. Yeah, okay, Elijah. Sure, sure. He didn't need to share any of this, but he was being very open with his plans. Uh, so obviously everybody is very suspicious now of this whole witch massacre that nobody's ever talked about before. I feel like this needs, this is just a prediction. I feel like this is where Elena needs to be sacrificed or some weird shit. Mm. That's my hunch. We shall see. We'll see if Elena explains it to us. Uh, Elena explains it all. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Elena, we go back uh, to the lake house and she's still reading the goddamn journal and she's like, whoa, Jonathan Gilbert researched the originals. Look at this picture of a dagger. It says that it could kill an original vampire if you use the ash from the white oak that burned down. (laughs) Do you think it's real, Stefan? (laughs) And Stefan is like, well, as a matter of fact, um, yes. So, by the way, John came and gave Damon the dagger um, so that he could kill Elijah. And he's going to do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was right, going to tell you, it slipped my mind. Yeah, just now that you brought... Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Now that you brought up the dagger and the white oak ash. Um, and right before like all of this goes down, Elena has one of my other favorite lines of the episode where she's like, Stefan, I'm reading this journal and Jonathan Gilbert just got crazier. Um, This happens when you're obsessed with vampires. (laughs) I was like, Elena, you're talking about yourself, girl. Yeah, look at your life. Look at your choices. (laughs) Oh, Elena, no self-awareness at all. Uh, So as she's like reading this diary entry about the dagger, she's like, oh, and something, something, something. It will bring death to all demons who wield it. Yes, and then Damon goes pale, or Stefan goes pale, and he's like, uh-oh, where's my phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's at this point that he tells her the part about how Damon's going to use it tonight. Yes, because he has to quickly call Damon and tell him not to use it, or yeah. else he shall die too. Yeah, um, he actually gets Alaric. I don't know why he calls Alaric first. I guess Alaric I is more trustworthy. I think he calls Damon and leaves him a voicemail, and he's like, why is your phone off? Call oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I missed that, but I think at this point, like, the party's breaking up, and Damon's like, oh, shall the gentleman retire to the study for some cognac? And Alaric says, nine bottles of wine is my limit. (laughs) I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, between you, or you're on your own? Because we might need to have a discussion about that. I prefer to think that that is a Lark's individual person limit. And he's like a tall guy, like, but... He can at least put three bottles away, but not nine. Like, if I drink one bottle of wine by myself, like, I'm goofy. Yeah. Like, if I drank two, I think I would just die. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. On New Year's Eve, 
we had five people and we drank six bottles of wine, yeah. three of which were Andre Champagne, and I <laughs> literally wanted to die on New Year's Day. That's oh why I didn't God. drink for two weeks. Good stuff. Ugh. So yes, he has apparently very high tolerance for alcohol. Uh, so then he picks up the phone when Stefan calls, and he's like, oh shit, my boyfriend is about to die. So and he <laughs> takes matters into his own hands, yeah. because he cannot let this happen. And Damon's in the study with Elijah, like, oh, conversation is a thing. Let me go over to this decanter that the dagger is sitting right next to. He's, like, about to whip the dagger out and stab Elijah with it. But (laughs) Alaric comes in like, hey, we forgot about dessert. Yeah. You're so good at coming up with diversions, Alaric. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck, we have to eat some cake. And then Elijah's like, ooh, dessert. And he swiftly exits. And then um, Alaric wants to tell Damon what's up, but he remembers that Elijah must have super hearing. And this comes in only, like, when the show wants it to. Yeah. Like, people are not quiet when no. we're not thinking about it. So he writes... Damon First he tries to mime things. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, like, right. pointing at the dagger and shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. And Damon's like, what the fuck? So then he writes on a note, like, dagger will kill you if you use it. Damon's like, shit, because he realized he's been duped by Funkle John Gilbert once again. So he gives up on that plan for the time being, and they go back into the dining room, and Aunt Jenna's like, oh, sorry, dessert is taking so long. I usually just take things out of boxes. And I'm like, did they just force Aunt Jenna to, like, bake a cake right now? Like, yeah, what's they, going like, on? totally made her make brownies or something. Yeah, what the hell. And they're talking again, and Andy is like, oh, uh, I really want to ask you some more questions about stuff, Elijah. Uh, Alaric, can you go in my purse and get my notebook? And so she kind of wanders off too and Elias just like hey just so you guys know whatever the fuck is going on here uh, I allow Elena to remain in her house and live her life as a courtesy and the moment that you guys cross me I will take her away and you will never see her again yeah and then Uncle John is like so how do you kill Klaus <laughs> like he just or maybe was that before I don't know it's like, like some, they're in the same conversation oh my god like shit just turns and one of them is like oh Elijah did we tell you that John is Elena's uncle slash father <laughs> but don't put him on the list of friends and family to protect oh my god shit and just a, went south a mention at least once maybe twice in this episode that Elena has made an actual list I'm like Elena wrote out the names of the people who Elijah is not allowed to kill. And I'm like, who is not on that list? Right. Like That's it, a good question. Tyler was apparently on the list. So it's probably just like anybody who doesn't have a speaking role in the show. She doesn't care about anybody at the school. I hope that Matt wasn't on the list because she <laughs> forgot about him because he's always working at the grill. So he never has time for his friends anymore. I hope so. So, yes, I would very much like to see her list. We don't know if Uncle John is on it or not, but Damon's like, don't bother putting him on there just because they're related. Yeah, I don't think he's on there. Probably not. I think Elena's feelings for Uncle John are like, she doesn't actively want to let him die, but she also doesn't actively feel the need to save his life. Yeah, I think that that's a good take on the situation for sure. 
So anyway, while all this is happening, Alaric's over getting Andy's notebook. But then, as soon as Elijah's letting loose with his kidnap threats, <laughs> Alaric fucking stabs him in the heart through the back. Yes! I'm like, that needs a lot of force behind it. You gotta, like, dodge some ribs. And, uh, Elijah... And I think it might have been through the chair, too. Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. Uh and Elijah's face starts going all gray and veiny. And I'm like, no, his beautiful face. You How could like, you do this? <laughs> you were like, not the face. <laughs> the rest of him can get all gray and veiny. Well, most of the rest of him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yes, Elijah appears to be quite dead. <laughs> and then Alaric turns to Damon and says, Get rid of him before Jenna gets back with the dessert. Oh my god, so <laughs> sneaky, Alaric. And it's like, what is the excuse going to be? Like, oh, Elijah got food poisoning and had to go, like, poop and puke at the same time? Yeah, like... <laughs> so, you, something to make him unsexy in her eyes. <laughs> so a lot just went down at that dinner party. Yeah. And then we have um, a reprieve over at the cabin where <laughs> Elena and Stefan are just fighting. And... I was just thinking of last episode where Alaric is like, I hate lies. Because that's basically what Elena is saying in this scene, too. Yeah. So I think that they're still having the same argument about how Stefan is not going to let Elena give up on her life Mm -hmm. because he had someone to show him how to live. um, And Lexi never let Stefan um, give up. So we have another flashback where Lexi is pretty much training Stefan on how to be a good human. So she's walking with him through the Civil War hospital and she's like, how do you feel about all these men dying? And he's like, I feel nothing. Um, and she's like, listen, you need to feel bad about these here soldiers and you need to let all of your feelings back in. You need to let your pain back in. And once you are able to feel your pain of all of the people that you've killed and hurt, then once again, you will be able to feel love. It was very intense. Yeah. She was like, everything is heightened for a vampire. So the pain is more painful. But when we love, and she gives this like knowing look. Yeah. And then we see Elena back in the present, and she's like, oh, I guess I am not mad at you anymore for some reason. Uh, And meanwhile, Damon has dragged Elijah's corpse into the basement dungeon at the Salvatore boarding house. Most boarding houses have dungeons, right? Of course. That's where your Uncle Zach grows all the vervain. (laughs) That's where you grow your weed. Yep. So we, that's kind of cut in with this scene because Lena's like, wow, it's so crazy how if you leave the dagger in the original's chest, it will remain dead. <laughs> but if you take it out, it will not. I know. And then like, wow, this is some relevant information you might have wanted to share. Like, and it, she says it as though she already read it at the same time as the other stuff. And she didn't feel the need to tell Stefan that very important instruction when he was warning Alaric. I know, and Stefan's like, here we go again, and he pulls out his cell phone. Oh my gosh. But by that time, it's too late. Damon goes back into the dungeon, and Elijah's gone. And Elijah has run over to Dr. Jonas Martin's house and is like, I need to find Elena. Now. And at this point, our food arrived, and my remote was out of batteries. <laughs> So I couldn't pause and I had to go get the food. So take it away, Beth. All right. So you left at the right time because we have another scene of Bonnie and Jeremy. And it was horrible. 
So Jeremy is asking Bonnie about all of her powers and how she's able to do things like blow up all of the candles, flames really high. And she's like, listen, Jeremy, it's called channeling. I can channel things like fire, any elements, other witches' powers. And then Jeremy says the grossest fucking thing. He's like, well, uh, maybe you can channel me. I mean, humans are like mostly water, right? And she was like, yeah, like, let's try. If you're so full of water, why it's so thirsty, Jeremy? And then Claire like shouted from the hallway. She's like, drain him of all the water in his body. (laughs) Uh, But then she like puts his hand on her. She puts her hand on his chest and Jeremy's making like a gross smile, like kind of like the same one from when they made out and it was so gross. Um, And she's like starting to channel him and then shit goes crazy. Okay, so Jonas busts into the house. He looks at Jeremy and Bonnie and he throws Jeremy up against the wall and like puts a spell so that he like can't get off the wall. So he's just like there as if he's like being strangled or held. And then he busts in to Bonnie and he's like, Bonnie, what did you, what did Luca tell you? And she's like, he told me about your daughter. Um, I'm here to help you. Like, I want to help. And he's like, shut up. He doesn't say shut up, but he's like, pretty much is like, shut up. Um, And he's like, no harm to my son, like better come of this. And then he says some spell to Bonnie and she's like, no, no. Um, And then he leaves and Jeremy falls off the wall, which was the second best moment aside (laughs) from when he got pushed up against the wall. Um, And he's like, what happened? And Bonnie starts crying and she explains that Jonas took her powers Oh, yes. And I was not there for this scene, but I know exactly how she said it because it's in the preview of many episodes to come. Oh, she says it really, really like, he took my powers. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the intonation on that, but good to know. I've seen it many, many times. Is it the new, I had to know her? Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. I mean, it doesn't get used as many times as that. You're adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when I came back in, Elijah had returned and tracked them down at the lake house and was like, deal's off. Yeah, pretty much that's what happened. So he's creeping around the outside of the cabin and Stefan is like, great, Elijah's here. And then Elijah's standing outside and he has a couple of rocks in his hand and he throws one at the door and it just busts through the door and rips the whole door off of his frame it's like a little rock like one that you would like skip on a lake or something so it's like when he threw those coins at the vampire cafe and shattered the double tempered glass or whatever exactly yeah it like didn't even shatter the door it literally took it off of his hinges it was so good wow um and then elena is like, oh, I'm not worried. I know that Elijah can't come in here without being invited in. And Elijah's like, you're right, Elena. I can't enter the house, but I am very patient and I will wait you out. I'm like, dude is 500 years old. He's got nothing but time. Like, you're not going to win this, Elena. And I started to get nervous. And she's like, listen, um, I'm ready to renegotiate. Um, And then Elijah's like, listen, the deal is off. You have nothing left to negotiate with. And then this is where shit gets really Oh, yeah. This whole, like, sequence of events is why this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Because it's just bananas and everything is just, like, an amazing twist. (laughs) 
Yes. And there's like 12 of them. I like couldn't even understand what was going on. So I'm going to let you take it away here. All right. So Elena is like hunched over and through this whole conversation, she's like, well, it's going to be pretty hard to lure Klaus out if there's no doppelganger. And she whips out this giant ass knife. And she's like, I will kill myself if you don't promise to keep everybody safe. And Elijah's like, bitch, please. Like, Stefan is not going to let you just die. Because Stefan's in the house with her. And Elena's like, you're right. He won't. He'll give me some of his blood and I'll heal. And then I'll kill myself just like Catherine did and become a vampire. And then you're fucked once again. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, that's clever. Did you come up with that all on your own, Elena? And Elijah thinks about it for a second, and he's like, I'm going to call your bluff. And he starts walking up to the house. I think that was a good move on his part, because if I was him, I would not believe Elena. Yeah, probably not. So she just slowly turns the knife in towards her stomach and, like, takes a steadying breath and then just stabs herself in the gut, like, super hard. Like, can you even imagine? Like, holy shit. And she drops the knife on the floor... And Elijah's freaking the fuck out. He's like, no, no, I'll do it, whatever. And she's like, I need your word that everybody will be safe. And he's like, fine, you have my word, you have my word. And he's like, let me heal you. So she invites, or she goes up to him. I don't think she invites him in. Yeah. But he starts to, like, give her his blood. And then she just drags yet another sharp object out of her coat. Yeah. She's got lots of secret pots, pockets in this hoodie, apparently. And she stabs him with the dagger, and she leaves it in this time. <laughs> yeah, and um, Damon is like, don't pull the dagger out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Damon. Yeah. I, I see you don't approve of the pull-out method. So I was so confused because I was like, wait, did John give Damon a fake dagger and the real <laughs> dagger was in Jonathan Gilbert's weapon like room? Yeah. But Claire reminded me that Damon was there because he brought the dagger to the lake yeah. house. It was like a reveal that Damon comes out. I don't think we knew he was there. Oh, okay. But he had right. zoomed over there real quick and given Elena the dagger. Whew. So that was quite the ride. Elijah has now died twice in this episode. And, and it I'm, was like within three minutes yeah. of each other. Like. I'm very sad because... I love his face. And I thought I would he was like going to gonna be around again. for longer. Yeah, so they just drag him back into the dungeon and leave the stake in this time. And then I think we go back to the Gilberts and Alaric and Aunt Jenna are talking. Yeah, so Aunt Jenna was kind of throwing some shade at Alaric throughout the dinner party. Like, she was annoyed that he was jealous and... We know that Uncle John has, like, sowed the seeds of doubt in Aunt Jenna's mind. So Aunt Jenna comes out and says, like, listen, Alaric, like, what happened to Isabel? Like, I know I should trust you, but I really need to know what happened. And he's like, listen, Jenna. And she's like, no, that's not an answer. Tell me what happened. Are you being honest with me? And Alaric is just silent and he doesn't mm-hmm. answer and then one single tear goes down Aunt Jetta's beautiful cheek mm-hmm. and it was so sad and she's like well that was an answer and then she kind of turns away from Alaric and I don't know fucking goes get some wine and yep. goes upstairs or something R.I.P. Jalaric I know oh. and then Uncle John in the Ugh. background is like, well, that was awkward. He just, like, emerges out of his doorway. <laughs> I know. Why is he in there? 
he just Go creeps away. into people's houses and they don't stop him. And that shit ain't right. Yeah, and he's like, oh, so I could like fill her in on the Isabel situation tomorrow unless you want to like behave. <laughs> and Alaric is livid. He's mm-hmm. just like, all right, here, take your goddamn ring back. You're gonna need it because uh, Damon's gonna want to fucking kill you right now. Yep. Because you didn't you because it was like revealed kind of tangentially that. Uncle John Gilbert had given Damon the dagger, hoping that he would use it to kill Elijah, and then he would also die. Yep. So Damon is going to be out for his blood even more so than usual. And when Alaric says this, he's he has this little smile on his face, like, my boyfriend's going to fuck you up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Uncle John Gilbert feels slightly uh, worried about this. Yeah. Because what if Damon pulls a Catherine and chops off his fingers and then stabs him? It's easy. (laughs) I hope that he does. Yeah. So then we check back in at the cabin one more time um, where Elijah's down in like the dungeon or whatever, the basement, and Damon grabs the moonstone from Elijah's pocket. So His pocket. Yeah. It's in the breast pocket of his fancy suit jacket, but I think it's just because this was on like the CW, they couldn't show him actually retrieving it from his butthole. Yeah, it was definitely up somebody's butt. Yeah, so they have the moonstone back now, so Elijah's out, and Melina's like, is he really dead? And they're like, yeah, totally. And we were like, um, you have literally no idea. You almost fucked this up three different times. Yeah, you thought he was definitely dead twice already, yeah. including five minutes ago, and then Elena had to stab him for you. So maybe like do some research. Go to Duke. <laughs> Go to Duke, review Isabel's research. Finish reading Jonathan Gilbert's journals, maybe. (laughs) (sighs) So Elena has a moment of empowerment here, and she's like, listen, now that this is done, we're going to do things my way moving forward. You can't keep anything from me anymore. No more lies. Yeah, and Stefan was like, okay, and Damon was like, sounds good. So... Maybe this is a turning point. Yeah, because she's like, fine, I'll fight. I won't just, you know, try to get myself killed actively. Mm -hmm. And she kind of wanders off and Damon's like, hmm, she's changed her tune. What did you say to her? And then it gets a little bit Debbie Downer. Stefan's like, oh, I told her this story about like this dark time in my life and somebody who helped me turn it around. Damon's like, Lexi. And then Stefan's like, you remember Lexi? And then Damon made his emotional slash confused face. He was a smell the fart acting. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then we get a flashback of Damon. Uh, he's leaving the Salvatore house around the time of the other flashbacks, but Lexi is there and they meet for the first time. And she is wearing this like beautiful gray <laughs> gown, but she has like a brown, like, what is it? It's kind of like like a boater. Yeah, it's this or, like, huge a short hat. top hat. Yeah, it's this huge, wide top hat. It looks like it's the definitely hat. a man's hat. Yeah, it looks like the hat that the Mad Hatter wears. <laughs> yeah, so she looks amazing, and she's like, "Oh, you're the brother who hates him. Cool." And he's like, "Oh, you're the vampire who's bugging Stefan." And they have this conversation about how she's gonna help Stefan, and Damon should not hate him or something. And Damon, in the past, makes the same confused fart face. Mm-hmm. And Damon is all like, he needs help, blah, blah, blah. And it was sweet because he's trying to look out for his troubled brother. Yeah. 
And then you think about how 150 years later, he just up and kills Alexei for no reason. That's a bummer. Yep. Uh, but we have only like 30 seconds of the episode left, but they managed to put in yet another goddamn twist. <laughs> they sure do. So Damon comes home back to the boarding house and he hears and he hears the shower running and he's like, oh, hey, Andy, are you still here? And we get a shot of the shower and we see that it's brown hair. And I'm like, who is this? And then we turn around and it's Catherine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she reveals that she had pretty much tricked Damon. Um, So she says that originals can compel vampires, but when they die, the compulsion just wears off. It's not that it lives forever. So she was Mm -hmm. able to simply exit the tomb and come to Damon's house to take a shower. And she says, Of course she immediately has to take a shower. She's been in there for a long time. Right. Yeah. I don't fault her for that, (laughs) but she pretty much says that like, she convinced Damon to kill Elijah by asking him not to, um, which I thought was pretty clever. And she said, listen, but I still mean what I said in the tomb that I'm going to help you protect Elena and I'm here to help. So I don't trust Catherine farther than I can throw her. Um, (laughs) But there it is. Yeah. And she's just standing there naked this entire time. And Damon's like trying really hard not to get a boner, but he has a boner. Yeah. Clearly. And he's also, like, confused about what's happening. And we end it on that facial expression, I think. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Wow. So, quite a ride. Indeed. I love this episode. This was probably one of the best. Yeah. Makes me very sad. Uh, So, like, for the next however many episodes, when I originally watched this, like, every few minutes, I would just yell at the screen, Bring back Elijah! I know. I'm going to miss him. He was so calm, and everyone yeah. else in the show is so, like, freaking out. I will remember you. There's that beautiful singing voice <laughs> I was talking about earlier. <laughs> All right. So, good episode. Really kind of a turning point also where, you know, the players are all in different positions now like the werewolves are gone mm-hmm. Elijah's dead in a dungeon Elena is no longer suicidal Bonnie has no magic wow, <laughs> Catherine's yeah. out of the tomb like everything is different now totally so what do you think will happen next well I think that Catherine is going to do something shady mm-hmm. um, I That's think usually that she's, a safe bet. yeah I think that she's going to reach out to Klaus directly to work with him and she's going to try and lure Damon and Stefan into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they're not stupid enough to fall for it. Mm. Um, I don't think that we've heard the last of like this whole doppel- doppelganger sacrifice <laughs> thing. Um, I also think that... I don't know. I feel like things aren't over between Alaric and Aunt Jenna. Um, there has to be something there because there's no reason to keep like Alaric around except for the fact that he's a vampire hunter I don't know I just I don't think it's the end there and I also think that Damon needs to get rid of Andy because Mm -hmm. Catherine's back and I don't think that those two can kind of like be in the boarding house at the same time without some weird shit going down 
I feel like in other circumstances, they would be best friends. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) I would watch that show. Yeah. Newscaster and vampire out to conquer the big city. (laughs) All right. So in this episode, who you want to punch? Oh, um, it's a tough one as always, because there's so many people, um, I think I want to punch Bonnie again. Ooh. I know I picked her last week, and there's a lot of crazy shit going down, but the fact that she doubled down and gaslighted Luca about <laughs> erasing his memory and, like, torturing him into telling her what's going on with Elena, mm-hmm. that was really, really disturbing. Yeah. Also, she, like, agreed to go on a date with Jeremy and was literally channeling him, <sighs> and it was... So, so gross. And I feel like she just needs a punch, even though she doesn't have her powers. Like, she'll probably be a much different person now, but she abused them. So I don't really feel that bad that they're gone. He took my powers. (laughs) Who do you want to punch, Claire? I want to punch Uncle John Gilbert. Okay. So he wasn't in this episode that much, but every time he was, he was like emerging out of the shadows and being like, I'm going to tell Aunt Jenna something. I'm going to do this. And also he was trying to get Damon killed. And even though Damon is fucked up, I don't want him to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He just pisses me off. I don't like him. Yeah. He was barely in the episode, but I feel like I haven't punched him in a while and he always deserves it. He does, especially from the moment that was awkward. Ugh. <laughs> Good choice. I agree. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Why are men? Yeah. That brings us to our never ending question. Why are men? Um, so the thing that really pops out to me, and we've already talked about it a little bit, is how much Stefan has continued to withhold from Elena. Mm-hmm. And how many times has he said like, no more secrets or you know i'm done like trying to lie to you like you deserve to know the truth and now i'm gonna tell you everything like he's been doing that consistently like every other week throughout the whole episode and i really hope that what we see here is a change with elena saying that she's going to do things her way um because so much of this show is just women furthering the plot um, for men to take action. Like we saw it very much um, with the whole coming together of the dinner party and Andy being used as a pawn, even for moving people from like one room to another or to like set the stage for Alaric to stab Elijah. It's just like continuous. Yeah. It's fucked up. And we already talked about it a little bit, but when Andy was like, that's sexist, I don't want to do it, and Damon was just like, shut up. He like not only dismisses it, but compels her to like not care about it being sexist. Yeah. I'm just like, that's the cherry on top of like the rape Sunday that you're currently devouring. I don't enjoy that entire plot line, even though I like Andy, and she's like funny and seems fine, like... She is being fucked over the same way that Caroline was last time, except Damon is not, like, as physically abusive to her. Poor Andy. She doesn't deserve this because she was a strong woman before. I mean, we don't see her that much before her and Damon begin their fucked up relationship. But, like, she had the, I guess, I don't know, she, she was able to go up to him in a bar and, like, 
be like proud of herself and willing yeah. to talk to a dude. Yeah, like she's this newscaster who just wanted to like fuck a hot guy mm-hmm. and suddenly she has to like be his devoted girlfriend against her will possibly and she deserves so much better. All of the women on the show deserve better except occasionally Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry Bonnie, you've fallen so far from grace. I'm thinking about it and I feel like every woman in this episode besides Bonnie had been kept in the dark about something. Yeah. Right. And Jenna has no idea what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Elena only gets bits and pieces of the story as Stefan and Damon want to make it available to her. Mm -hmm. Andy is just totally compelled and blindsided. I mean, I guess we do see some stronger women in that aren't compelled like with Lexi and I guess Catherine, even though she evil, (laughs) it's just hard to watch. Yeah. Do you think that Aunt Jenna will ever learn the truth about anything? I feel like she has to. But at the same time, like, this shit has been going on again anywhere between three months and five years, and she hasn't picked up on it yet. Yeah. I think that she'll have to. I think that they're going to need to spice things up. Like, we're only on season two, and I know that there's seven seasons of this show, Mm -hmm. um, and Aunt Jenna can't make it through all of them, so I think she will eventually. All right. Stay tuned. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm sick of talking about men. I've been talking about men way too much lately. The discourse. Yeah, it's been hard, especially um, with the Golden Globes last mm. week and this week. And I've just been talking with a lot of people about it. And it feels so real in my real life. Not that that's like the only thing that's going on, but it's just yeah. been a very hot topic of discussion. So I'm a little worn out on it, too. Oh, and now that you brought up the Golden Globes, I have to wire men about that because, yes. well, first of all, James Franco, obviously this week there have been allegations and there had been previously that people just didn't care about. Exactly. That he was sliding into the DMs of all of these young women and yeah. nobody cared. They were like 16. And he was like, everybody makes mistakes. And people were like, oh, you card. Yeah. But also Gary Oldman uh, like choked and threw a, hit his wife with a phone in front of their children back in the day and has said horribly racist things and like his famous interviewer he was like oh well why are people so mean to mel gibson like he didn't say anything that we all haven't said before yeah so he's trash and he's winning all these awards and worst of all of it is that they rolled out 100 plus year old fucking rapist kirk douglas and gave him a standing fucking ovation and it's like long been talked about that he raped natalie wood I didn't know that actually. And that's disturbing. I'm like, literally, the theme of this year's Golden Globes was don't rape people, but let's celebrate this desiccated husk of a rapist of yore. Yeah, it was. I mean, even without knowing that, knowing that, like, it was just disturbing on its own. And now that you say that, like, it's just fucking disappointing and gross. Yeah. Also, all of these motherfuckers trotting out with their Time's Up pin and, like, they just did it so that they could look good. Yeah. None of the men, like, on the interviews on the red carpet talked about the sexual harassment. Like, it was all women who were talking about well, it. Probably most of them are guilty of it themselves, and they're just hoping it doesn't come out. Exactly. No, it's so true. Or they are currently or recently have worked with Woody Allen, so they can't say shit. Yeah, I see you, Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Anyway... I knew I said I was done talking about men, but then I had to talk about men. I know we have to. We have to keep this topical. Last thing I'll say is that what's his face from Big Little Lies 
what's the husband, the abusive one? What's his name? Alexander what? Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I can never say his last name. Fuck you in your fucking stupid ex- acceptance speech. You don't me- mention domestic violence once. Nope. On the red carpet, too, he was really awkward about it. Oh, my God. They were like, what was it like to film those scenes? And he's like, oh, well, you know, it was intense. It was a great experience, though. Does he like, not have a publicist? I don't know. These people, I mean, I was listening to my favorite podcast earlier today, Call Your Girlfriend, and they were kind of summarizing what happened at the Golden Globes, and they were pretty much saying that, like, okay, actors and like actors don't necessarily have to use their platform to be political all the time, mm-hmm. but that was literally, like, the theme of this award show was, like all of the problems with sexual assault and harassment in this industry. So, like, if you're going to go, be fucking prepared. I don't know. Have somebody write you a statement if you don't care. Like, just for your image, if nothing else. It just very much showed that it's still women's work to stop the harassment. Yep. So that's fun. Let's talk about consensual sex for a minute. All right, I got mine. Who should have done it? Aunt Jenna and Elijah. Oh, shit! Yes! Oh, my God. Okay, listen. Elijah is very classy, like Andy said. You don't go for younger women. I know. Even though he doesn't go for younger women, I feel like Aunt Jenna deserves to have sexual relations with someone who isn't a giant dweeb like Alaric. Yeah, she deserves a night with a hot piece. She does. And they could have, like, talked dirty history to each other, like... (laughs) Oh, like they this sacrifice is so, so many witches here. <laughs> yes, like sorry, that's... I can feel feel their souls. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Yes, I would have loved to see that happen. Aunt Jenna would get some like a good experience, you know. Al- Alark's holding all the secrets against her. Aunt Jenna deserves her own sexy secret. I agree. Good one. Who should have done it for you? I want to go back to an old favorite, uh, Alaric and Damon. Yeah. I feel like they were really vibing this episode and Alaric was really crushing on him hard and, you know, things are looking splitsville with Aunt Jenna, so he's got the opportunity. May just might as well go for it. I don't think Damon would have a problem cheating on Andy. I don't think so. Yeah, he like kept popping up to save Damon's ass mm-hmm. like over and over again. Yeah. I just ship them. It's good. Plain and simple. Alright, so Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to chime in on any of the topics we've discussed or maybe ask some questions to discuss on the next episode, Mystic, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at The VD Diaries. As we talked about with uh, the celebrity couple name for Bonnie and Jeremy, sometimes we run polls and we'd love to hear your opinions on things. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram. We post some funny short videos of our favorite moments of the show, as well as some drunken selfies now and then. (laughs) Um, Our handle on Instagram is the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Um, You can also find us on Facebook just by searching the Vampire Diaries Diaries. Um, We also have a Tumblr, and if you go look at it, Claire might update it. Yeah, it's been a while, but hey, 
miracles happen. <laughs> you can also listen to our podcast, which is the main point. Um, we're on <laughs> iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would love it if you left us a review. Um, if you are our first reviewer of 2018, we'll give you a special shout out on the podcast, just like we do for everyone else. Who but we'll make it extra special. Maybe we'll write a poem about you. Yes, we'll write a poem and we'll recite it in unison. In British accents. Yes. Okay. We've just come up with this now. <laughs> yes. So it's very special and hot off the presses. All right. So enjoy digesting the million plot twists. I know that they're going to be roiling around in my mind until we watch the next episode. Uh, stay safe. If you stab a vampire, make sure he's really dead before you leave. And have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Mozzarella.